So welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's Meeting. This is a public hearing that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. This media broadcast will provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public hearing. In addition to the live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch uh, this particular hearing. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our website at www.qac.org live or on our television channel, BreezeLine Channel 7 or Channel 507. We acknowledge everyone's participation this evening and by attending you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken at the conclusion of the presentation and is limited to three minutes per person. If you do care to speak, please sign the uh, sheet on the information table uh, next to the door over here. Comments longer than three minutes may be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Jim Moran. To the flag, United States, to, to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, invisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, good evening, folks. So uh, I'm Todd Mon, the County Administrator for Queen Anne's County, and the purpose of tonight's hearing is to review the County Commissioner's proposed fiscal year 2024 operating and capital budgets. So first, let me uh, introduce our County Commissioners, our County Commissioners. In the center there is uh, President of the Board, Jim Moran. Uh, to his right is uh, Commissioner Chris Corcorino from District 4. To Chris's right is uh, Patrick McLaughlin of District 2. To Jim's left is Phil Dumineau, District 3, County Commissioners Phil Dumineau. And to Phil's left is Commissioner Jack Wilson from District 1. So I have a short presentation here for you to provide a kind of a high-level overview of our FY24 proposed budget. There are a tremendous amount of additional details if you want to dive a little bit deeper into the, uh, into the details of the overall FY24 budget. There's a link on the bottom of this particular first slide here that you can go to our website and there's a wealth of information about all the budget workers, all of those amounts uh, numerically. This is uh, basically all the revenue streams that we get. This, this chart actually has historical data. You can see uh, the FY22 actual values, the FY23 approved budget. The center column there is FY24 proposed revenues, and then the, the last two columns show the percent change and then the change in value from 23 to 24. And leading off the top two there, revenue uh, streams is property taxes, income taxes, and I mentioned um, about halfway down on the page there, recordation taxes is the third largest uh, revenue stream at $7.5 million, which is a little lower than uh, the current year. Okay, now we uh, look at the allocation side of our budget, the expense side. This shows where the, uh, the money is allocated for next fiscal year. Uh, the large uh, blue sector on the uh, left-hand side is the education funding at 38%, uh, followed by public safety down there at uh, 6 o'clock, the purple sector at 11%. Next to that is public works at 7%, and then we have a larger uh, light blue sector that's uh, about uh, 9 o'clock. That includes uh, a lot of outside agencies, other agencies, including the Sheriff's Office, State's Attorney, Board of Elections, Chesapeake College, and such. And then we have a similar series of slides next that show the 
uh, expenditures numerically by, um, by the grouping of each of the departments and agencies that we, that we maintain. First is uh, county administration, which includes the uh, commissioner's office, budget and finance, information technology, human resources, to name a few. And uh, again, that third, the middle column shows the, the total allocation at the bottom. Uh, that, that grouping is uh, $9.3 million. Next is uh, community services. That includes our Department of Aging, Housing and Community Services, and our local management board at just under uh, $4 million. Next is the Planning and Zoning Department at uh, $2.6 million. Public Safety at the top of the next slide, uh, Emergency Services and Detention Center at uh, $20.8 million. Public Works, a variety of uh, divisions there, uh, roads, general services, engineering, property management, solid waste services, $13.5 million for Public Works. Our next group is uh, Parks and Recreation, which also includes our uh, airport and golf course at uh, $6.3 million. Uh, that yields a subtotal for the, uh, as we call it, the general county government of $56.5 million or an increase of about 6.7% uh, over the current year. The next slide shows at the top the uh, Board of Education. Their proposed uh, allocation is the, the largest of all at 68.885 million, 7.5% uh, increase. Here are the other agencies uh, lined up next that show those other outside agencies, including the library, the elections, our health department, sheriff's office, uh, circuit courthouse. That comes in at uh, $29.4 million at an 8.5% increase over FY23. Then we have a couple of debt service funds, one for the Board of Education, one for general county government. They're broken out separately. That's actually gone down a little bit from the previous year at uh, $12.7 million. And then we have a number of uh, other accounts and funds for intergovernmental transfers, uh, general insurance, OPEB, uh, non-departmental, and contingencies at $16 million. Total general fund, uh, $183.6 million and the 7.1% increase over the current year. All right, now we'll talk about a few budget enhancements that we've included. Uh, again, leading off with our um, Board of Education, we've funded them uh, $6 million over the enrollment-based maintenance of effort certification level from uh, last year, yielding a um, total offering allocation to the Board of Education of uh, 90, over $9,000 uh, per student. Our volunteer fire companies, we've uh, funded those uh, $688,000 for the increase in the LOSAP and the voluntary emergency services allocations. Economic development for our business community, we've increased that by 324,000 for the economic development incentive fund program and for a new satellite visitor center in the Queenstown outlets. Our detention center, 282,000 for correctional officers and a new chief of operations position for succession planning. Department of Emergency Services, 264,000 for three additional positions in administration and special operations, and also uh, for a part-time to full-time conversion for the fire marshal's office. $216,000 for our public library systems for merit salary increases, plus uh, a part-time IT specialist and part-time facilities clerk at the libraries. Department of Aging, just under 100,000 for programming related to the new active adult center at the uh, YMCA in Centerville, which is to, scheduled to be opened in October of this year. 
and we have some additional enhancements funded for a variety of other departments, animal services, Chesapeake College, extension services, human resources, uh, to name a few. So continuing on our capital budget highlights, um, with capital budget highlights, we have uh, $53 million in capital, first being the detention center. It's a renovation and expansion project of our existing detention center. This project may be delayed. We are looking at another site option. We've uh, recently been uh, able to acquire a, a property north of Centerville that may provide a better site for that, so that could actually delay this, this uh, capital project by a year or so. We've got $6.4 million for continuing our robust uh, roadway paving program and parking lot overlay, uh, systematic preservation and bridge maintenance programs. Board of Education, we've got $6.4 million for their new central office, which is going to be constructed right across from the uh, Queen Anne's County High School. We have funding for the Kent Island High School roof replacement, uh, some windows and doors at the current uh, Board of Education admin building for um, for uh, security and, and building envelope, um, HVAC improvements, a fire alarm replacement system, and uh, an additional $900,000 in costs, non-reoccurring costs for a playground replacement and parking lot resurfacing at the Queen Anne's County High School. For our parks department, we had $3.2 million in funding for the South Island Trail development, some additional court work, some capital equipment, landscaping, and a public sewer extension to White Marsh Park. For emergency services, we had $1.7 million in funding for a new ambulance, a new radio tower at Route uh, 5301 there in Queenstown at the apex there, uh, radio subscriber replacements and other projects including cardiac care equipment for our uh, ambulances and EMT staff. For information technology, we had additional funding on just shy of $2 million for uh, information technology infrastructure, public fiber, expansion of public fiber, and uh, other cellular signal expansion projects at our county buildings and our schools. A few additional capital projects. We have uh, $1 million for our renovation work ongoing at our historic county courthouse to house ultimately the Register of Wills and Orphan's Court function there. 800000 for uh, funding for our volunteer fire companies for assi purchasing assistance for apparatus and facility construction. The South Kent Island Sewer Project, uh, that's an ongoing multi-year project. Uh, we're in phases two, three, and four. $5.4 there for uh, Tower Gardens, Queen Anne Colony, Kent Moore, and ultimately the Bats Neck area. We've initiated or will be initiating a residential water meter replacement project at $3.5 million. Uh, for our water uh, and sewer customers on Kent Island and Graysonville. We have a new water main extension planned, uh, $1 million using ARPA funds, public water line extension from Castle Marina Road to the Stevensville Shopping Center to provide water, public water to the shopping center and fire protection. And our public landings, we have uh, $500,000 uh, scheduled for Thompson Creek bulkhead replacement at the Thompson Creek Landing and the fishing pier improvements at both Mattapeak and Romancoke Piers. All right, this next slide shows the, uh, the capital budget funding sources and uh, not a lot of detail here, but it does just give you a perspective of where the money comes from uh, for our capital plan. We had uh, six point, just 6.4 million in PAYGO, uh, 15 and a half million in grants, 9.5 million in bond funding. The majority of that is for the, the new admin building for the Board of Education. 
670,000 in operating funds, uh, nearly $12 million from fund balance, and then uh, $9 million in other funding sources, and that's primarily loans and uh, uh, user fees associated with our water and sewer projects uh, on Route 8, the uh, South Kent Island projects. All right, now these, these next series of slides, and I'm not going to go into the, a lot of detail here. These are kind of for illustrative purposes, and you can go to our website and review this detail at your, at your leisure. But this is our six-year capital plan. The first column is FY24, and it lists all the projects by each individual agency and department that we are proposing to fund in fiscal 24. It's followed by uh, five additional planning years, and this is a our rating agencies like to see this. We have a good solid plan so we know kind of where we're headed. Now these, these numbers uh, do change from year to year and, and timing and, and amounts, but it does provide us a good uh, roadmap going forward with our capital planning on our bigger projects in particular. So these, these list out everything for outside agencies, administration, general services, property management, our sheriff's office, animal services. So these are the, these are the sheets that show the, uh, the longer range uh, planning and uh, funding efforts that we have for for the future. So it was recreation, Department of Aging, Board of Education, of course, um, and uh, here's our parks group. Here we have a lot of a lot of scheduled improvements for our parks and uh, public landings, Bay Bridge Airport, Roads Board, sewer and water, and that pretty much wraps that up. So that, again, that information and more is available on our website, and I would encourage you to take a look at that um, if you want to get a little more into the details. So a few upcoming dates. Uh, we are here May 22nd at Bayside Elementary. This is the first of three hearings on our proposed uh, FY24 budget. We have a similar hearing uh, tomorrow night, which is also um, the constant yield hearing, May 23rd at the Liberty Building in Centerville, also at 7 p.m., and then on Wednesday night, May 24th, also at 7, we'll be at the Sudlersville Middle School for, um, for another presentation of this uh, proposal uh, for the citizens. And we have one budget work session planned on June the 6th with our commissioners to make any final adjustments. And then we plan to adopt the FY24 budget on or before June the 13th. So that's the presentation for this evening. We can um, move into the public comment period uh, for tonight. Commissioners are coming back up here. Let me just recognize a few staff. We have uh, Emergency Services Director Scott Haas back here. Scott. We have our Budget and Finance Directors, uh, Jeffrey Rank and uh, Nicole <laughs> Heffer, both, both here tonight. Um, and Margie Halk, our Executive Assistant to the Commissioners here in front. She got everything all set up for us here tonight. Beth Malaski here in the front, too, our Public Information Manager. So. Uh, they can also help answer questions uh, after the meeting as well if you have any questions. All right. Um, first up, we have Josh Dorsey. So come on up to the microphone and um, please just uh, restate your name, your address, and then uh, your topic of interest, please. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm Josh Dorsey. I live in Chester, Maryland. I live in Queen Anne's County for the vast majority of my life. My wife teaches art at Ken Island Elementary School. I have three kids that go to public school here on the island. 
First, I want to thank you for the high caliber programs and facilities that the Parks and Recreation Department uh, currently and historically have offered. I grew up, I've run the Southersville Park Loop thousands of times. My dad coached me in Little League at Round Top Park. Uh, my kids play youth sports year round and are involved in summer camps. I thought just last Tuesday, I went for a run on the Cross Island Trail. I played pickleball with my kids at Mowbray Park. I picked up my daughter from the new turf fields at Bat's Neck. My wife couldn't pick them up because she was playing in the adult soccer league over the parking lot rec at Queen Anne's County High School. Simply put, uh, these offerings enhance my quality of life, enhance the quality of life for my family, and it makes Queen Anne's County an outstanding place to live and raise a family. A next logical step for the county is the adoption in, of an indoor recreation center. I first read about this in 2017 and was excited, uh, and I applaud the current plan to research this facility. When my son plays basketball through the county at Y River Upper School and the base of the backboard is on the court, or when my daughter plays indoor soccer and the ball is frequently rolling up on the stage, that's fine, but it's definitely evidence that our indoor experience has not kept pace with our outdoor offerings. An indoor recreational center could also support the growing interest in pickleball. The organization, commitment, competency, and enthusiasm of the board of the Krabby Pickleball Club ensures that current interest in the sport will not only be sustained long-term, but likely will grow. I have seen my nine-year-old play a semi-competitive game with a couple in their 70s. He lost. I've seen friends from high school who have not done anything mildly athletic since they graduated in the late 90s out on the courts on a Friday. I've seen the development of a vibrant community that is a healthy source of joy, which for many is a needed complement to our work and home lives. But I've also seen large portions of the year a significant number of people driving out of the county to play when it's too cold or too wet. Many neighboring counties are offering indoor options, and two months ago, Severna Park announced they'll be opening 10 new pickleball courts this fall. It's not hyperbolic to suggest that potential home buyers may consider the availability of facilities such as these as an important factor when choosing where to live. In, in turn, I wanted to thank the county for the ways you currently use public resources to support those who wish to live an active life. And I wanted to thank you for proposing a study for the eventual recreation center here in the county. But most importantly, I want to advocate for moving forward with such a plan as expeditiously as possible, with the hopes that if feasible, the timeline be moved up by one calendar year, as my understanding is that the need is great and the demand is high. I did it. <laughs> Okay, uh, Kathy Smarek, did I say that right? Smarek, Smarek, Kathy, all right. My apologies. No, no worries. Josh, you're taller than me. <laughs> Good evening, commissioners. My name is Kathy Smarek, and I'm here on behalf of more than 400 members and sponsors of the Friends of Queen Anne's County Library, an organization comprised of local individuals, families, organizations, and businesses working together to help our library achieve its mission. The Friends would like to thank you for ongoing support of the library. County support for operations as well as capital improvements have helped to ensure that Queen Anne's County's library system is a vital and vibrant resource for our community, always adapting and improving to successfully meet the needs of the more than 50,000 library cardholders in our county and beyond. As you know, the library serves a broad cross-section of our population, 
from babies to senior citizens, from new residents to those who've been here for generations, and from Kent Island to the north and east borders of the county. As you finalize the county budget for 2024, we hope that you'll consider funding the full-time volunteer and program coordinator position requested by library leadership this year. Many of our friends, members, and others in the community are eager to donate their time to support library effort, efforts, but a dedicated staff position is needed in order to best take advantage of this bonus workforce. A full-time coordinator is needed to effectively work with local partners to coordinate implementation of volunteer-supported programs, to recruit, train, and support volunteers, and to evaluate and adapt programs on an ongoing basis. A volunteer and program coordinator for Queen Anne's County Library would be a force multiplier, exponentially expanding the library's ability to reach so many in the community. A volunteer coordinator would ensure, for instance, that neighbors dealing with memory loss would have easy access to library story time kits designed for those experiencing that challenge. A volunteer coordinator could organize early literacy programs at daycare centers around the county using resources the library already has. A volunteer coordinator could expand reading clubs that link together elementary age students and adult mentors in our community. And a volunteer coordinator could help to make sure that up-to-date information about amazing outreach programs and tools like the new mobile library, a soon-to-be-installed library book locker in North County, the county's partnership with Dolly Parton Imagination Library, technology loan programs, and more are all shared to all reaches of the county. Again, thank you for your long-term support of the library and its efforts in our community, and thank you for considering including in the 2024 budget funding for a full-time volunteer coordinator. Thank you all. Thank you. Uh, Rob Cocky. Good evening. Uh, I'm Rob Cocky. I live in Graysonville, Maryland, and I am here to highly support the recreation uh, center that you are considering a study for. Uh, I also represent uh, Krabby Pickleball Club, this active group you have heard already today and you'll hear again, I'm sure, for days to come, years to come. Uh, I know you have uh, heard about Krabby Pickleball Club. Uh, we started out with eight members. Now we have in excess of 250. Uh, you have heard uh, that uh, pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in the country, and Queen Anne's County is no exception to that rule. The pickleball players in this county far exceed our membership, and the supply and demand is going to be critical, uh, if not this year and the following years to come. And it already shows difficulties in bad weather times and in the winter, winter time when court space, court demand uh, outruns out, uh, the ability to find the time or the place to play. We thank you very much for the support you have given Al uh, Queen Anne's County with respect to Mowbray Park and Graysonville courts. They have really been uh, advantageous to, the, to growth in, in Queen Anne's County and to the, the enjoyment of a lot of uh, our citizens here. I applaud you again for looking ahead 
because I think we need uh, a recreation center. Thank you. Okay, this next one here, I can't read the first name, but the last name is Mitchell. Mitchell? There we go. Okay. Hi, my first name is Cecilia. I have terrible Cecilia. handwriting, it is okay. true. Um, my name is Cecilia Mitchell. I am currently serving as the acting vice, excuse me, the acting president of the Queen Anne's County Education Association. Yes, I know you're surprised I have bad writing when I'm a teacher. Um, with me tonight is Kristen Park, who also serves on the executive committee with me as the at-large member for high school. We are here this evening to recognize your work to develop our county's budget and the proposed funding increases for our public schools for fiscal year 24 as well as the hard work of our superintendent, Dr. Salins, with whom we enjoy a good partnership. Um, we are here tonight as advocates for funding of our public schools, which benefit all of our community um, today and into the future. We look forward to continuing our partnership with our community leaders to assure that every student acquires the skills and knowledge they need to live as successful students. So thank you. Okay, Kim Seedy. Did I say that right? Seidel, it's okay. All right, sorry about that. Good evening. My name is Kim Seidel. I live in Chester, Maryland. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to speak this evening. I would like to begin by thanking the commissioners for providing the funding and the, all the efforts it took to allocate 10 dedicated outdoor pickleball courts at Mowbray Park and for the court improvements at Graysonville and Round Top. Almost anyone can play pickleball, starting with early elementary students to adults to seniors. Many Queen Anne's County residents started playing pickleball before and after the pandemic, and many now play seven days a week, many, many hours each day, as long as the temperatures and the winds are tolerable. On a nice day, all 10 courts are being utilized at Mowbray Park, whether it's early in the morning or late in the evening. Queen Anne's County is in need of an indoor recreational facility for pickleball and other sports for our children, adults, and seniors who reside in, the, in our community. These facilities include opportunities for students to play basketball, soccer, climbing walls, and or lift weights, and so much more. Having an indoor facility would promote healthy living, help limit students' time on social media accounts, etc. after sitting for most of their day in school. This is definitely a win-win. Surrounding counties such as Anne County have at least two indoor facilities, Pitt Moyer Recreational Center in Annapolis and the Arnold YMCA. Soon, the dink of Severna Park will open as the, th the third indoor facility in Anne County. In Talbot County, they have at least two indoor facilities that are part of the YMCA, one in Easton and one in St. Michael's. These indoor recreational facilities support the interests of children, adults, and accommodate so much more than pickleball. In the past, this past winter, many of the 250 members regularly played at the Arnold YMCA and or Pitt Moyer Recreational Centers. Where do the pickleball players go in the winter or on a rainy day who reside in Queen Anne's County? Of course, they go to other counties since we do not have a facility. Wouldn't it be nice to have the revenue in our county instead of a neighboring county? It would also be certainly more convenient for the residents of Queen Anne's County. 
Some families may not have the option to drive their children to these facilities. However, if one was local, many of our children and adults could access and benefit from this. This winter, I played pickleball at Bayside Elementary School, where we are today, and it was an option that was close to home, so I decided to try it. However, it is not a facility for those that are hooked on playing pickleball six to seven days a week. Bayside was only available for six Sundays, which included a limited um, two-hour window of play. I would not sign up again due to the inadequate conditions and using a school multi-purpose room is not the answer. I understand the Centerville YMCA is going to have an indoor facility, but will not be able to accommodate the needs of the growing numbers of uh, players and residents of Queen Anne's County. Our students and families need an indoor recreational facility on Kent Island. Let's get planning and move the 100,000 to the 2024 capital budget. Let's play. Okay, next we have Sharon Hopkins. Hi, my name is Sharon Hopkins and I'm here as a member of the Queen Anne's County Board of Trustees. I live in Stevensville. Uh, so first commissioners, we wanna thank you very much for the overall increase in funding for this year's budget. We appreciate the continued commitment to investing in the future of Queen Anne's County and understanding that the library is an integral part of our community. We would, would like to express gratitude for the funding increases for staff and the new position that was funded that you mentioned. We would like to ask for your continued support in reconsidering funding for the full-time program and volunteer coordinator. And we think that's a really important position for the county for two reasons. One is because there are really a lot of people that are interested in volunteering to help out at the library, which is great for programs for, of, for people of all ages. And we need a volunteer coordinator to kind of keep that moving, to organize the volunteers and assign them to the programs and make sure everything runs smoothly. On top of that, I mean, having the volunteers allows us to continue and expand the programs from the teen programs to the story time on wheels programs, the guys reads programs in the public schools, and other initiatives that we could launch with the funding of this position. The program and volunteer coordinator also plays a crucial role in coordinating events, managing volunteers, and implementing programs in general that benefit the community. So thank you again. We appreciate the continued support and investment in our community, and we believe that these requests will allow us to continue to provide high-quality services and programs to our residents and enhance the quality of life in Queen Anne's County. Thank you for your time and consideration. Okay, uh, Terry Morris. Terry Morris. We have uh, Patty Salins, Dr. Salins, come on up, our superintendent of schools. Good evening, commissioners. Patty Salins, Hemsley Drive, Queenstown, and just want to say thank you for this opportunity to speak. Um, you know, I've been doing education thing for a long time now, and we've come across some pretty tough times recently when you couple uh, staffing shortages with the new blueprint and all the expectations there. It makes for the perfect challenge of a perfect storm. So I personally want to say thank you for putting our students and our staff first. 
Um, we have amazing students with incredible talents that we develop every day with amazing staff pushing them along the way. And you know, being able to recruit teachers and enhance their salary package with their benefits to make sure that we can keep them here um, just goes beyond what I can thank you for. So we continue to thank you for your support and our partnership and look forward to continuing that relationship as we move forward and work through everything that comes with the blueprint. So thank you. And uh, we have Bill Faust. Good evening, Commissioners. My name is Bill Faust. I'm Chairman of the Fire and EMS Commission for Queen Anne's County. I've been, this is my 13th year as Chairman, and I think I've been in front of you guys just about all 13 years. Um, first off, I want to thank you very much for all your support in the past and all your support in the 2024 budget. Um, as you know, things are not getting any cheaper. Um, fire trucks, a few years ago when I was we first bought a first engine, it was two hundred some thousand dollars. And two years ago I signed a contract for one it was eight hundred thousand. Nothing different in the truck, just went up that much in price. So I want to thank you for the capital budget the project's budget to be increased and also the other increases in our regular budget. I also want to thank you for having the staff that you have that works well with us from the finance department, PF to Beth, who's working with me now on a different type of recruitment and retention. Um, Scott Haas, me and him don't get along on, hard, on very few things, but when push comes to show, we always have each other's back and we, uh, we can go down and have lunch and dinner together, do whatever, but I wanna thank you guys. I also wanna thank the Board of Ed. Um, I'm a proud grandfather of a fifth grader at Salisville Middle School, and I went to their spring concert, and it is unbelievable what those teachers have done with the string orchestra that they've got. It was just so neat to watch them play, and they had a great time. My grandson switched from drums, now he's going to the orchestra. So I just want to thank you for that. Also, Ms. Morgie, what can you say? Thank you. All right, thank you, folks. That's all we had that signed up. Is there anybody else that would care to speak at this time? No? Okay. Hello? Okay. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for coming out, uh, expressing your views. Um, as somebody who comes from a construction background, um, I, I appreciate wanting something done and constructed in a year, but that's, right now that's not even a reality to do, but certainly in a two-year time frame that could be accomplished. But so one of the things I was going to suggest, and Kim brought it up, was utilizing the schools a little more. We do have a great relationship with the uh, Board of Ed to maybe work out something to where we could. I grew up in Anne Arundel County. And Anne Arundel County was a small county back then, much as Queen Anne's is population-wise, and that's how we got around things. We made do with the gyms in the uh, schools um, in the area because obviously they're well spread out throughout the county, so that could be a possible uh, short-term solution until we're able to work out to get the uh, rec center study done and, and get, you know, engineering. Right now, engineering is averaging between five to six months um, turnaround time. Um, so, again, it's something that could be put in works, and we'll look at it uh, in the next couple of weeks after the hearings. 
I just, but I, can I go? Okay. Um, I just want to thank everybody for being here. You're, you're sharing the, the different passions that you have and suggesting ideas that, that we can adopt to try to improve the quality of life in our community. So for that, I appreciate you being here and, and the passion that you guys are sharing with us. I'm the new guy, so I guess I'll go last. You know, I, I wasn't prepared to say anything, but I will say this. Um, one of the things in my short tenure, no matter how short it is or how long it is, I'm really beyond impressed with the leadership in Queen Anne's County um, in Centerville. And I'm talking, you know, Steve Chanley from Parks and Rec, and Nicole, and Amy, and Miss Margie, and uh, this guy over here, and and these these gentlemen. And I ask for a request, uh, 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 a resident will ask a question. I'll send an email to DPW, and Alan Quimby gets back to me in minutes. So. I just wanted to share with you folks that you have an incredible team running this county of, you know, a few hundred employees, and they, they get up every day and they do the work for you folks and for us, the taxpayers. And I'm, I'm really humbled in the short amount of time I've been here to get to know these folks. So thanks for coming out. All right. Th thank you, everybody, for coming out. This is probably one of the larger crowds that we've had here in a while, so it's really nice to see people coming back out and voicing uh, your concerns and, and what's important to you. It is something that we um, listen to and that we take into consideration. I do want to take a moment to embarrass Kathy Smerick here because Kathy, you might not know, just won an award for all of her volunteer work that she does for our libraries for so many years, and it's, it's tireless work, and I appreciate all that you do, Kathy, and coming here and constantly doing stuff for the library, so thank you. And if everybody give her a round of applause for that. Well, I'd like to say thank you also for everyone who's coming out tonight, because it takes, takes out of your schedule, and uh, it says a lot, speaks volumes. Uh, you know, the, the first gentleman that spoke, uh, and you know, I, I think that the, he hit the nail on the head. I mean, in Queen Anne's County, uh, the last 10 years, the commissioners have done uh, a rebuild of the county and what you saw for instance three years ago there were no turf fields there was you know the cross island trail needed repaving there were no pickleball courts and we've been able to do all that while not uh engaging in in um growing our debt so you know i would say uh be just be a little more patient we're going to get there uh we we know what we need and we know what 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 the families and the, and the students need in this county and we are we are striving to get that completed because uh, it, it is all about the quality of life. Uh, and this is the greatest place in the state of Maryland to live. So thank you all for coming out and uh, have a great evening. <laughs>